0: Welcome back to another episode of Bebo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about UT sports from football to baseball and everything in between. I'm your host, Thomas, and all this joining me is James. How are you doing this evening?
1: What's up, Tommy? Doing all right, man. We're recording a little bit later this week, but uh, we both had busy weeks. It's a tough, tough week to be a Longhorn fan. I mean, it's not as tough as blowing a 25-point lead to Oklahoma or anything like that, but I'm sure we can both say we've had better days of being a Texas Longhorn fan.
0: Yeah, this week for sure wasn't great. You know, um, (laughs) at least on the men's (laughs) side, the women's side was a uh, little bit better than ours, so, but yeah, um, overall, like, you know, we put out the podcast with Adrian on Tuesday, and if y'all haven't listened to that, please go listen to that, it's one of, it's our best episode so far, we plan on to get better and better at this, but it's a great lesson, learned a lot, um, from him, and then just, you know, it, it was a good, it was a good time recording that episode, and we have, uh, we have a couple more interviews lined up, um, and, some people that everybody knows that'll so be just be on the lookout for those as well
1: yeah thank you again adrian <laughs> taking time out of your busy life busy schedule i know you're in the middle of the playoff start tomorrow half the time of this recording so we appreciate it as, as always
0: so let's let's jump right into game one uh the baseball game um by far it's probably one of the most entertaining games you've had you know um you know pete didn't look his best but, you know, Pete Pete still was Pete at times. Like he still like got out of jams, got you know, he, he allowed he went seven innings, nine hits, gave up six runs and had six strikeouts. So it's not his best performance out there, but you can still you know Oklahoma State's a good team. They're number they're number eight at the time, they're number three now. So they're they have ball hitter they have people that hit the ball out of the park and they just look, they're they're a good team, but man that game was i i enjoyed that game it was entertaining um you know it was like a
1: heavyweight boxing match to me man it was like blow for yeah. blow going back and forth until so, you know one of the teams just you know just landed that uh deciding blow but yeah and it, and it gave us probably the highlight of the year so far that trey faltini you know uh-huh. mid-air snag from the bounce off messenger gutting it down to melendez uh, definitely, yeah. you know, we love seeing that, like I said, you know, unofficial, uh, fan club with Trey Faltini, but yeah, man, it was definitely, yeah. it was a rough, rough, rough one, you know, back and forth, back and forth, you know, Pete did his thing, give up those home runs in the fifth. And I felt like they kind of could have gone to the bullpen a little bit sooner, but I mean, I think, uh, when they did go to the bullpen, they kind of showed us why they try to ride Pete and Tristan and everyone as long as they do. Yeah, because,
0: like, you know, they came in and they brought Aaron in, Aaron Nixon. And I, the first inning, or you know, he went in, like, I believe he did great. Like, he did good. Yeah. You know, he has a stat line of an inning and two thirds, two hits, two runs, and two strikeouts. But, like, for some reason, they left him in. Because like, from what we've been seeing all year is, uh, especially on the weekends, the, the reliever will come in for one inning out one inning out one inning and out and so they just left Aaron in too too long I think you know then they you know they kind of brought in our guy we've kind of been liking a little bit more he's been getting better and better uh LeBaron Johnson um nasty fastball getting up to 95 I saw the other day
1: yeah
0: uh but he kind of gets, sh- gets a strike out and you know Texas drops the first one eight to six so you know you're going into game two All right, close game. We got Tristan coming up. You know, their guy, their guy, his record and his ERA and his hits don't look great. But so I personally didn't get to watch game two. I I watched it on my phone, but I was in midst of trees. I was at a golf tournament for a buddy's birthday. Um, You were there, so why don't you kind of just talk about what just overall experience there.
1: Yeah, man, we were. I was in the house for that one. It's probably my last game of the year because I'm, uh, you know, two for or one for three going to games. Uh, but yeah, man, I got there early. Me and the family went out there. Um, got to meet with Mark from Occupy Left Field. That was a cool group of people. Ivan Melendez' dad was there. Super nice guy. Um, Ivan, if you're listening, we want you on the show. Um yeah we had some great seats it was a hot muggy day the whole way up there it was kind of rainy so when we got there it was very humid kwan kazu was sitting a couple rows in front of us but yeah packed house at the dish but that is about where the fun ended. Um, it was a very frustrating day from the hitting pers- hitting side. Uh, that guy actually had like a perfect game going into like five innings or something like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, overall, I think, you know, we were five for 23 with runners just going position for the entire weekend. Um, we had, you know, we gave up 22 walks. It was, uh, it was a very frustrating day. Uh Tristan Stevensky, you know, he did his thing. He went out there and he pitched. Uh, he pitched really good. He held them in check, and so you know, they were able to hit the ball out. But I think when he left the game, it was three to Row with two runners on, and it was in six. And then right after that, you know, they put up a seven spot to kind of put the game out of a out of reach. I've never left a Longhorn event early in my life, and this was the first one. I think at the eighth, we we're like, yeah, let's just get out of here. Um, but yeah, it was it was very, 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 very frustrating. Uh, Austin Todd hit his home run. Uh, other than that, I mean, there's not much I can say I don't. It, it's, this team is so uh, hot and cold when it comes to the bats, like on the Friday night game, you know, messenger hit his two home runs. And And Salas in front of him was, you know, uh, 0 for 4. So, if you know, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes, you know, most of the time Salas gets those walks, gets on, you know, finds a way to get on. And those solo shots are two run shots. And, you know, game two was just not the case. And I thought we were going to come out and kind of fight back and bounce back. But, yeah, it wasn't the case. You know, (sighs) we went through uh, Travis Staley, Just Necker, Marcus Olivares, and Audrey Duplantier. And... Yeah, uh, just so Tristan Stevens pitched, I think he he had 99 pitches, and we finished with 194 total pitches for the game. So between one, two, three, four, four guys, you know, they needed to get 12 outs, and it took them 100 pitches to not do that.
0: Yeah, because Tristan went like five and two-thirds. I guess he he ended up allowing six earned because he's responsible people on base. Yeah. But still, you know, Travis Daly comes in, throws, gets a third, and he allows three hits and four runs. You know, Eckhart comes in, allows four runs and you know one hit, four runs, and three walks. But like you know, Marcus and Deplante, they come in each pitch an inning and they each give up zeros. Um, Marcus gave up one hit, and uh, Andre gave got one strikeout. So, you know, it was that man because like that travis daly and justin eckert combo is not a great combo because he you know we this is we are recording on wednesday night so we we just watched the game against houston baptist we'll talk about that a little bit more but we saw that combo again there and we just got lucky we weren't playing somebody somebody else really
1: yeah that's frustrating because in that in that fifth whenever uh tristan came out I don't know what the what the calls look like on TV. It's always different. You know, it's hard to see depth and height in in person. But he had a a batter rung up. Yeah, he's. I he should have st- called a bit of strikeout. They called it ball three. Went on to walk the guy, and that's what kind of led to the downfall. But if he would have got that strike, inning over, we go on. You know, maybe we're having a different conversation right now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm never going to complain about the officiating, but it was. Uh, the strike zone was super inconsistent at least from being there live but yeah i mean you're right the staley eckert combo just hasn't been working
0: yeah so you know that game you know we ended up losing 14-3 like hi right, sunday we have to have this win and my man, like to me the player of the weekend is lucas gordon even though he he, he got, he got a no decision but that, that man he's he's came out and he's proven why he deserves a Sunday role. Um I know Trist uh, you know, Wit is out because it's Tommy John. Uh this team would look so much different with Wit in the game and you you talk about Lucas pitching on week pitching middays and just probably dominating teams on middays and then Wit on Sundays. This like this team looks so much different with Wit. It's crazy how one arm kinda of hurts your whole team but we're still at the University of Texas. We should have plenty of arms to go around. But Lucas comes out, Gets us six innings, gets three hits, He allows two runs, two walks, and 11 Ks. He had that changeup. That changeup looked great. The fastball changeup combo was great. But all it took was one inning. It took a combo of Zane Morehouse, Koykov, and Jared Southern to give up 10 runs.
1: And yeah. that's it. It was a career high for Gordon and strikeouts too, and you yeah, know, t- you know, ten his, run- best of- say, his best game. I'm sorry. That's
0: yeah, his best game is his career. You know? Yeah, his they best scored,
1: game you know, like I said, 22 walks over the weekend. and 10 of the runs scored, were off walks. Like, I think in that hole, whenever they scored the uh, power many runs, it was we they'd only given up like I think it was all four hits. Or something like that, and it was just you know walking you. Yeah,
0: they had um, five hits, ten runs, nine of them were earned, and there was six you know like six so six or so walks in there. Just, yeah. that I can't, that can't
1: happen. Never in, Augie Garrido, you know, God rest his soul is probably rolled over in his grave mm-hmm. right now. You, there's never, ever a case where you should go into the seventh inning with a seven-run lead and come out with a loss. It's just inexcusable. That, that, I think it was, was the worst performance. And I keep, you know, surprising myself, but this was definitely the worst performance this season.
0: See, it's, and it's crazy because it's like, it was one inning, and we couldn't... We couldn't get someone in there just to stop it, to stop, just to get the two outs. Like, I, you know, Dishpock is playing pretty small this year because of the wind. The wind has been going, blowing out most of the year. So, you know, couple fly, like you don't want to pitch to fly ball hitters because sometimes those balls will carry to go out. But man, just get the ball over the plate. And let your defense, who's the second, who's tied for second in the country in defense, play. Because what can the team can't do anything. Like your team, your defense cannot help you with throwing, with walking, hitting pit, hitting batters, and just letting. Like the defense is just standing there, just like, well, give me something to do so I can help you. I'm here to help you. I can't do anything. So.
1: Yeah, for, like that's, how he needs to play Friday was, you know, a perfect example of that. Something that, you know, a, a ball off a uh, messenger's shoulder turned into a spectacular play. Like, give our guys the opportunity to do that. And it's just demoralizing being out there and, you know, full count, walker. You go up two and then you, you throw four straight balls. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. And I think maybe that's why Coach Pierce went to Tristan on the Tuesday game. with bases. basically, yes. you know, I'm like, why, why risk this this type of you know ten run inning again, especially you know it's I don't know lost words. Yes. Um.
0: Yeah, so you speaking of that midweek game, you know we played Houston. Uh, Houston Baptist. He was coached is coached by Lance Berkman, which is kind of cool to see him coaching and stuff. Um, so we want the, we got the we got the win thirteen to three, and but don't let that that score doesn't don't let that score fool you. It was still a sloppy game. That game. You know,
1: that was one inning, big one, big inning to kind of put that one away.
0: Yeah, and but like you know, so the opening, so first inning was great, put up four runs right away, cool. You know, and then you know Zane Morehouse, he came out and he uh he looked uh looked better. I think for me for, with him is he he's the kind of pitcher that needs to just come out of the bullpen or no? Sorry, sorry. He needs to he needs to be a starter. <laughs> -hmm. I don't think he can. I don't think he, him coming out of the bullpen doesn't vibe with him. If you're going to bring him out, you can't bring him out in the middle of an inning. He needs to come out right at the beginning, you know, make it look just like he's starting. Like, start of the inning, he can come in. But, um, but yeah, you know, you know, we had, you know, Morehouse comes out, go through, throws two innings and has two strikeouts. One, uh, one, two, three, both innings perfect. Good, good, good series. Then Josh Stewart comes out. He allows two hits, two runs, two, and then two walks and two strikeouts. Tristan comes out, cleans that up. You know, the uh, Andrea gives up two walks and two and one earned? Marcus comes in, nothing gives up a hit. Travis comes, you know, Travis Staley got lucky, he got that, uh. Um, ball hit right back to him to get that double play. Yeah. To kind of limit the damage he's. But then he walked the next batter to get the bases loaded, and luckily got an out. So, you know. And then, uh, like I said, our our kind of guy that we're liking right now is LeBaron LeBaron Johnson. He comes in and closes the game out pretty much with two strikeouts. So that was good to see. But it's nice to get a win under the belt going into the weekend. Really.
1: Yeah, you know, at least you're not going into the weekend on a losing streak. Uh, Like you said, LeBaron Johnson going out there, you know, throwing his inning, uh, two strikeouts, no walks, which is important. And, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he'll be that guy come, you know, May, June that kind of steps up in postseason play. Speaking of, you know, our Longhorns officially drop out of the top 25 ranking. Uh, Started the year off with the number one by our name, and we are now currently unranked. And not projected to be hosting a regional. I mean, that might change. We still got you know two series left in the Big 12 uh, tournament. But yeah, man, it's just I you know I, I I get on you know all these different pay sites and Twitter and things like that, and you see these fans calling for you know not many, but they're calling for peers, calling for Sean Allen. And I you know I asked you that too about Sean Allen in the hot seat, and you know he won assistant of the year last year for having the lowest C.R.A. in the country. Granted, there's a lot of there's you know Three guys taking off from that uh, that staff in the MLB right now, and you know it's not the same without Tanner Witt and Lucas Gordon and those guys coming off the bench to relieve games for you. But I, hopefully we can, you know, we got to go to Morgantown. It's not an easy place to play. I think the weather's supposed to be ugly. So
0: yeah, we're uh, we're two and seven in Morgantown. Yeah. Since they joined, since West Virginia's joined. Yeah. So, they knocked us um, out of the
1: the Big 12 tournament last year as well. See last year, I don't
0: I, see. To me, so okay, so you know, we go to we go to the Morgantown. They play better at home. Most ball clubs do. Um Like I said, we're two and seven. But so we play West Virginia. They 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 lead. They I think they're second in the country with still, So the key is to keep ba- uh, runners off the of bat uh, base pads. That's easier said than done. So let's see what we can do. Like we can't give up the walks this week. This week we need to make them earn getting on the bases. So you know, wait. So let's just let's or let me do this real quick. Um, so Friday's Friday's game at 5:30. Saturday's at three, and Sunday's at 12. So mm-hmm. Saturday's a little bit late start. Um, let's see. And the Big 12, Oklahoma State has a one-game lead in the standings over TCU. TCU kind of got shell-shocked by Florida State. Um, Tech took out Baylor, and OU took out of Kansas State. Uh, Texas is sitting fifth, I think, in the Big 12 right now. So, like I said, we have two more series, West Virginia and Kansas. Uh, last year, when we went to the Big 12 tourney, you know we were knocked out real soon, but I, I, back then we were set to host the regional. But man, I rather if we can beat, win two out of three and sweep Kansas, or let's just do two out, of, win the series. Let's just win both series. I rather not waste not Good arms, in the
1: in the tournament. Yeah, then like not like.
0: Let's not like get let's not get Pete and Tristan and Lucas on short rest pitching again. Let's let's not let's 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 go. Like we can win. Let's let's play three games. Win one, then we can lose the next two or whatever. And if we happen to keep winning these games, then yeah, let's let's not do anything dumb with our pitching rotation because I think that was a big thing that helped us last year. Was okay. We were out of the Big 12 tournament early. Pete, you know, Ty got his rest. Tristan got guy's rest, and Pete got his rest, and we were were full, were ready to rock and roll into the regionals. So yeah, but. last
1: year we were throwing Nixon and throwing Quintanilla and throwing Tanner Witt just for the sake of doing it because our our guys were just you know so dominant, and you know poor Kuback didn't even get a chance to throw. I don't think he threw in the postseason at all and it's just our pitching was completely different last year and we were able to just dominate our way through you know the regionals and the super regionals um and I don't think that's the case this year I think uh Texas fans need to you know get used to traveling for this postseason um I'm still ho- hopeful we can get a regional I think uh like you said D1 baseball had us as the 2 seed in the 5th fift- the 2 seed in the 15th yeah. Regional which I think You know by baseball math puts us like the second two seed out so you know On the cusp of a regional uh, If we finish strong so you know You go yeah. into these tournaments and like I said yeah I, I know Augie put emphasis On he didn't care about these things last year David Pierce kind of showed he didn't care about these things Yeah I think the rest is More valuable to our arms Than, um, than Going and winning a couple of you know Conference championship Games um, and the only thing, the only downside to it, I believe, is like when, when your bats are hot, you want them to just kind of stay hot. But, I mean, we've been so hot and cold this 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 year. I don't even know what to think. Yeah,
0: like right now, um, D one baseball has us with LSU as number two, with McNeese and Louisiana Tech. Um, Louisiana Tech was a kind of a surprise team last year, so I haven't kept up with them this year. But they're a three seed. I this the way the team hits. We can win any game. I think, like you said, we are hot and cold, but it only takes a couple of people to get some knocks and then, like, the rest of the team kind of starts feeling it. So, but, you know, let's, you know, let's not get our hopes up too soon. Like, Let's get through this West Virginia. We have to win this West Virginia. It's the must-win series. Um, hopefully Pete can come out and do Pete things and, uh, you know we can get back on uh, the right track because we do have a week off after we have, we play West Virginia, then we have a midweek game and then we have a week off.
1: Then we yeah, have the games. finals week, yeah. So, all
0: right, so that's that's enough about baseball for right now. Let's move on to.
1: Oh, one more thing on baseball, we officially broke the uh, single season record for home runs as a team uh, this go, past guys. weekend. Yeah. So let's end on a high note
0: yeah so it's that's, that's that's pretty good, especially in dish cuz that the ballpark is right. usually pretty big,
1: but right? yeah, we' probably also given up a career high or season high yeah. over this season yeah, that's
0: yeah the good and the bad, so um you know, we go on to football, you know we had the draft last weekend, and nobody from Texas was drafted, which in my eyes, I'm not really that surprised, you know you had maybe Josh Thompson maybe in this uh Maybe in the sixth, uh, Cameron Dicker, maybe, but usually, ki- you know, kickers and punters, even though there are some drafted this year, like they're usually not drafted. Um, so, but you know, he had O'Bryan come out say that's not going to happen again, which of course it's not because we have our man Bijan Robinson get drafted in the first round next year, anyway.
1: So yeah, Bijan, he might be the only one drafted, maybe, but he's getting drafted next year. Yeah, it was the first time we've been shut. I mean, third time. Sorry, not first, third. We've been shot out of drafts since World War II. So it's not, you know, an occurrence. Uh, We had a kid from my hometown, Bailey Zappi, get drafted to the Patriots, and I saw all the memes going around saying, like, more kids from Victoria, Texas got drafted than Texas players and all that. I'm like, you know, whatever. Who cares? And this, you know, this was a year where a lot of guys returned, right? We had a lot of guys that could have went to the NFL, the Coburns, the Overshones uh, return, you know, Anthony Cook returned to go play on the 40 acres instead of going to the NFL. So I'm not making excuses, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but, you know, we haven't had an offensive player taken in the first round since Vince Young, right? I think, and it's uh maybe, yeah. It's yeah, been a it, while. it's uh so hopefully, you know, uh th- those things are trending which differently, which I obviously Bijan next year will probably be a first round pick. Um Xavier Worthy the year after that. Um but yeah, it was uh you know, Dick of the Kicker got picked up by the Rams, Schooler went to the Patriots, uh Josh Thompson and Denzel Gaffour are in Jacksonville, Cade Brewer, uh the Seahawks, Derek Kirsten, the Bills and Darian Dunn, uh with the Jets I think he's like A practice squad thing Or tryout Or something like that But yeah I mean we have some Some guys in the league I think the stories Of this week of football Are the transfer portal And Xavier Worthy and, uh, and a certain coach Who does not Cook brisket
0: Yeah so yeah Speaking of You know The transfer portal Man it's It's getting crazy Like You know We all know what happened With uh, Addison from Pittsburgh, you know, he was a Blitikoff winner last year. And all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're on Twitter, and all of a sudden, you're seeing things like Addison's into the transfer portal and going to, and, and he's going to USC for signing a, a seven figure NIL deal. And I was like, man, like, that's really, You can't, like, man, that's like, that's just, a, that's too quick to happen. And, like, you know, it's pretty much tampering. Pretty sure my boy Lincoln Riley I've been calling people. Asking like he did the same thing with X um, Xavier Xavier told him no which you know which is great to hear that he wants to stay here with um and play and you know we're not gonna I'm not gonna lie Xavier Xavier probably got his money got his money as well he deserves it you know he he carried the team pretty much last year but the way that Lincoln's going around doing this like that's like it's, it's called tampering well. I don't know what it's called, the NCA, because I haven't made a rule for it yet. But in the NFL, it's tampering, and they and they can't even do that. You know, you lose picks and stuff. So I I hate to be this guy and say like the NCA needs to figure out something about it. But like, even if I understand, that people are like, hey, you're just mad because someone came after your guy. I'm not, no, it's all right. That's fine, you know. It just shows how good players that we have that people want to come after them. Because we had a, a defensive back who went, who Oregon wanted to get, and he decided to stay as well. So it's just there needs to be something to this, because then it's just going to end up like the just a wild, wild west out here. Whoever can pay can get whoever they want.
1: Yeah, I think it's a kind of a gray area where the, it's not the school and the football programs directly you know reach out to these kids as the boosters and nio guys and so yeah i think uh, you'll see some rules you know put into place and things like that but um yeah i mean we got lucky we got to keep x you know like you said it probably got matched some nio money but um yeah that was like the first guy uh sark went after went after hard and said this is my guy and you know i'm glad you know we're gonna have him back so uh Hopefully, we can land the receiver from Pitt. I kind of think he's going to be an Alabama guy, but, um, you know, we have his receivers coach on staff now, so it gives us a leg up, and, you know, he has that relationship already built there. So,
0: yeah, I saw, I just saw like a little while ago that he was spotted with Bryce Young. He's I, 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 don't, I, right I still think he ends up at USC. Like, he's just doing all this stuff. So, um, it doesn't look too bad, but we all know what Lincoln Raleigh's doing out there. Um like honestly, like if if it push, push comes to shove and you know you know n- like, people are talking about Hall. Hall's not really like, there's nothing like people are kinda worried about Hall leaving and stuff like that, but with Addison like bringing in Addison and you know, you'd have Addison and Winnington, Noyer and Xavier and then plus all our running backs. I'm not trying to say we don't need Addison, but Xavier is just what he is.
1: It's the Justin one position we can afford to lose. A recruiting battle, right? It wasn't like when we lost Joshua Mathis in the 11th hour to Nebraska out of nowhere. Um, that those hurt, right? You need, we need, we don't have that guy who off the edge, they can get off the quarterback. You know, put their hand in the dirt, and when you know it's third down, you need to get off the field. Can get that sack or you know that hurry for you. This is uh, Addison is the one guy where I mean eh, okay you know are step up, yeah. Xavier step up, Whittington healthy hopefully step up, we'll be okay there. And even you know guys like uh you know Keelan Robinson in the backfield and you know Bijan on the backfield, we're and then Devin Sanders and we're okay. Yeah. but you know, I mean it gonna be nice to get Blit in the coffin Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna like no don't take this as we don't, I don't think he's good. I saw, I watched him. I was able, lucky enough to watch him in the ACC championship game up front and personal, like 50 yard line front row and is able to watch him play. And he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, but man, like Xavier is, I think Xavier was just as good. Like, you know, Addison had the only first round pick as a quarterback and with Kenny Pickett, You know Xavier is running around with not that, and Mm -hmm. with the guy with a broken thumb. You know Casey. You know everybody thinks has their own opinions on Casey. You know after the Oklahoma game, you saw a little difference in the in with his thumb and stuff. So, but now I believe he'll have a better quarterback and he'll he'll flourish even more. So it's to me it's it's okay.
1: Yeah, naturally, you kind of see players get better the second year in the system, and, you know, they can go be more playmakers instead of trying to learn the playbook, and especially him coming in late, you know, with the whole Michigan thing or whatever. But, yeah, man, and it was just a week of cleaning house as well. I know we were over the scholarship limit, um, and, you know, we definitely, definitely clean house. Uh, it was kind of rough, but I guess I like the coaches, you know, uh, talking to these guys on their exit meetings and being, you know, uh, transparent about their roles on the team and if they're gonna be playing or not, you know, Myron Warden, uh Jody Barron, Marcus Washington, which that one hurt a little bit. Calvante Dixon, Jaden Hullaby, uh Dejan Harrison, David Abiara, Jordan Thomas, Terrence Cooks, you know, all enter the portal. Uh, isn't Barron Denise is he taking his name out of the portal, I believe. Um I read Yeah, I yeah, read yeah. yeah, there, yeah. So. He's
0: yeah, he's good. He's
1: good. Yeah, so, you know, it was uh you know it it's we had a lot of attrition uh to this week but I mean, it comes to the territory. We took 28 guys last year. Uh, They, you know, got to clear up some space somewhere. And, you know, I I, kind of like it because you hear all these coaches, you know, whether it's since Beck Brown, it was, you know, Herman, Charlie Strong, saying they want to change the culture and, you know, change this and change that. But they're doing it with all the same guys. So no knock to any kid who, you know, willingly puts on the burner orange and comes to plays for our favorite football team. We appreciate you all. And we hope it works out for y'all wherever you go and, you know, whatever you do, as long as it's not Oklahoma or A&M. But, you know, it's kind of refreshing seeing these coaches making actual changes towards getting these dogs in there and getting the country club, as they call us, you know, mentality out of there. And uh, I I guess, you know, football can't come soon enough. Yeah,
0: that's true. Like, um, you know, we got this base, yeah, baseball for what another month maybe, and then um, well have, Then we'll just be waiting for football, but yeah. So kind of putting that football to bed. Um, so well, some good news that happened. Uh, softball had a clean sweep of Tech. Um, it's great to see. Put put the and then they they have they play Baylor this weekend and. Then their Big 12th turning starts on May 12th, so good luck to the girls. Um, They're they're pretty playing good right now. Uh, Hopefully they'll get a a regional to host. They're kind of right there. I'm not too sure how softball works. I don't know if it's the same top 16 as baseball, but they're right there in the top 15, 16. And then uh, you mentioned in basketball – uh andrew jones is headed to the draft or is he just headed off to something
1: else i'm sure he's heading to the draft to you know see where he can get picked up um but yeah thank you andrew jones i'll touch on you a little more later but um yeah you know texas legend you know like every you know it's crazy when you can have a guy you know it doesn't matter if you're a fan of texas or you're you know oklahoma where you can kind of all come together and you know root for this guy who came overcame so much um it means so much to the university and uh, it's funny that he was actually taken in the same uh recruiting class as jared uh allen and jared allen's now like in his fifth or sixth year in the league so he's been around a while we appreciate everything man it's gonna suck to see you go but uh yeah time to move on B- basketball, uh, you know, seeing how that, that roster gets shaped up and what happens last year. I, you know, I, I thought that was going to be the biggest letdown of the year, you know, with all the expectations and coach beard, but baseball's proven me wrong so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. So let's, uh, we're going to move on to our top five. Um, did a, a top five favorite UT athletes. Um, this this could change because like, I'm I'm changing it right now just thinking about it. But um, so I wanna I'll, I'll go first with mine. Um, uh, first off is T J Ford. I love that team. Um, T J Ford is one of my favorite players we've had. And then of course K D. Uh, I know everybody has opinions of him and the NBA and don't like doesn't like what he did by joining the Golden State. But I don't care. Kevin Durant, he, he can't do no wrong in my eyes. Um, and then Roy Williams, uh, just great receiver. Uh, I mean, I, 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 mean, I just wish Troy Murray would could be healthy because that's that's who I see when I see Troy. I see Roy Williams out there. So hopefully that comes to do. And then um, got kind of like a family reunion here. I think, no, uh, yeah, Quentin Jammer and Dig and stuff and uh and Diggs. Those two when they played were the best. I'll, my favorite play from Diggs is him knocking out Mahomes at Tech with a clean legal hit. So, yeah, that's, that's my top five for right now. i probably think of somebody else and move someone else in. But just on the top of my head, like, those, those are my five.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of those questions where if you ask me, you know, five different times, you could possibly get uh, five different answers. I'm not giving this in a particular order. I'm probably going to go with Cody Clemens is, you know, one of my top five. Just what he did. Texas was special. Second all-time home runs for a single season. uh, Hitting two bombs off A&M. I'm going to go with... Kevin Durant, of course, I think just what he's done for the Basso program, even though he was only here a year, kind of, you know, puts him above everybody. Um, whew, I'm going to say VY. It's kind of a, a cheap one, but, you know, brought us a natty. Um, Got to love him for that. Um, I'm going to go Jordan Shipley. Okay. Uh, he's my favorite man. I watch his highlights all the time. i probably pull up that Oklahoma kick return, you know, once every other month just to watch it. Uh, it just gives me chills every time I see it. And then, hmm. I'm going to go with Brian Arakpo. Just his, uh-huh. his uh, highlights were We're crazy, man. I got to meet him at the Hex Rally one year, Um, you know, kind of just take a picture with him real fast. He was a large human being. And uh, I just remember some of those nasty hits. So I think that's five. So, like I said, you can ask me that thing, that question five different times and probably get five different answers. But those are the five that I think would be in there all the time. Yeah, because I'm
0: pretty sure you know Robert uh Robinson is going to take over a spot. I think Worthy could easily be over there. Melendez for baseball, like, for sure. Like he's, it's, it's fun. Like
1: Adrian. For so me.
0: yeah, because like to me, when I so when I watch baseball, when I watch the UT play, I've done this a whole this whole year. Baseball is a slow game, so I'm always usually kind of on my phone, either on YouTube or Twitter, scrolling through, scrolling through. I like I'll look up when I like you know see a coming up I'll I'll kind of pay attention and I'll see what the count is and then go back to my phone kind of like just like one eye one eye one eye on the phone why one, one, one eye on the screen but when Melendez comes up I set that phone down like, I want to watch every pitch because like I'm just right there waiting to see him smack, like, hit the ball because even like he's becoming a complete hitter. Not, he's not swinging for the fences he just hitting like he gets his pitch and he just puts it out in play if it goes over the fence it does it goes over if not it's used like a a single or maybe even a double for him
1: yeah and that's that's why I put Cody Clemens up there because it was the same thing that when you know his year he was just on it was a complete hitter but if you go to a Texas game in person you have you know um Ivan Belen is walking up to that old school of mariachi music and the crowd mm-hmm. just goes crazy, man. Like it's, it's it, it easily, he's the fan favorite in the, in the house and every swing he takes, it's like, you're holding on the edge of your, your seat. You know, if it's a hard foul ball, you're like, you, for that split second, you're like, oh shit, you know, that ball's out of here. And it, it's just, it's different seeing Ivan play, but yeah, you agree. I agree. You know, Ivan will be on that list. Me personally, I think Roshan Johnson once he's done on the forty. Will always be on that list for me. Um, yeah, and then you know, you got guys like Earl Thomas, uh, yeah, Derek Johnson, uh, oh, the yeah, list, yeah, yeah, you know, the list goes on and on, you know, for all the Texas greats, Malik Jefferson, you know, I, I loved him. Um, yeah, yeah, we could yeah. be all you know, Roger Clemens, yeah. Houston Street, and then there's just too many greats, and then we didn't even talk about golf, like you know, Jordan Spieth you know, just mm. watching some of those masters that he played in where uh, you know, makes you proud to be a longhorn. Uh, cat Osterman, you know, how can you leave Cat Osterman off a yeah. list like this? Uh yeah, we could be here forever.
0: Uh, we'll 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 circle back to maybe not the fair UT athletes, but maybe like we'll do who to belong, who would belong on the Mount Rushmore of U T athletics.
1: It's a good one. Okay. That's I that, that's so, definitely
0: need a lot of thinking for that one. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our our last segment is light the tower. Um, I I have one for you, and then I'll let you do yours. Uh, mine's um this little, it's it's easy. It's it's pretty for me. It's coffee needs creamer.
1: Dope. not agreeing with you there, man. I'm a how some people like whiskeys and cigars and like the taste and all that. I'm a coffee dude, man. I love black rifle coffee shout out to black rifle coffee um i'm a you know black coffee dude even when i go to starbucks I just get the americano espresso and water extra ice um yeah but don't get me wrong that it's probably because i don't want to gain weight you know i don't like drinking my calories because my girlfriend gets hers you know with half and half and splenda and all this and it tastes amazing too but, but i'm i'm gonna not i'm gonna disagree with you there and say i'm a fan of black coffee
0: not no, I like uh like my coffee with a little creamer, a little uh, yeah, not I can't, I'm not I'm not at the black stage where I can just pour and drink it. I gotta have I gotta have some creamer in it.
1: Yeah, it serves a purpose, man. I Got to wake you up in the morning. Nothing that, that I think it's part of it that that bitter kick, the bold tasting, the 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 grounds, man. Yeah, it's I guess it's kind of one of those acquired tastes. Yeah, for sure. You got your second one, or do you want me to go? No, nah, no,
0: nah, you, you, I, okay. that's my, that's my, okay. I
1: so, we got six games left in conference this year. Um, like the tower, Texas wins four out of the six games um, to win two series.
0: Okay, that's, that's, that's a different question. I think they'll win four out of six. I think they'll win both series, yes.
1: Thinking, um, yeah, that pretty I, hard.
0: Because I, I think they could sweep Kansas and then lose only one, one to West Virginia. But no, I think I think we take care of business in Morgantown, get two out of three, get out of there, and then um come and take care of Kansas, two out of three, hopefully a three game sweep. Um, we need we need all the wins we can get. You know, we have those those six. And then two midweeks, so that's eight. So that's putting this right there at 40 wins if we can win them all. Uh, so maybe we do need a couple of tournament wins to get us to 40. But, you know, I'm not – uh, yeah, I think we'll take care of business and get those – get get both series.
1: Okay. And my second Light the Tower question is, now that Xavier Worthy is staying on the 40 acres – like the Tower, he'll have more than 10 touchdown receptions this season.
0: I, I don't know. I don't think he will. I think he'll have like eight, but he'll have like 1,200 yards. I think Neuer, I think so, I think Neuer will get, end up he, leading the leading the team with touchdowns, but Xavier will have more catches and more yards you know like there's just sometimes you can xavier's would probably our number one receiver but he'll probably catch everything like who was
1: it he'll get us there and then yeah either johnson little little jordan humphrey kind of thing where colin johnson drives us down the field and then little jordan humphrey makes the the snags in the red zone
0: yeah i'd hate to i hate to bring them up but OU last year their running back eric gray got tackled at the two-yard line like Twenty times, and then Kenny Brooks will come in and get the touchdown from him. I think, and I so I think Xavier will have more catches and more yards. He'll get his, he'll get touchdowns, but uh, I don't know if he'll get the ten. Well, I don't know. This team's you know is sp- is supposed to be one of the best offense in the country. So if we we're blowing people out by fifty every game, then they'd probably get the ten. But I, I I'll say this: he won't be the leader in receiving touchdowns. I think neuer will be
1: that's fair enough yeah i'll be happy with the 1500 yard receiver and a 1500 yard rusher this year in Bijan and uh and worthy so yeah i'll agree with you there i'm not gonna like the tower on that one yeah so well
0: i he'll have a great year but yeah we'll, we'll see i think there's a lot of battles to feed
1: yeah, so we'll oh, we got a bonus one, kind of a pessimistic one, but like the tower, Texas will limit their walk this weekend to less than 10 for all three games. Oh, no,
0: <laughs> nothing has given me hope for that. <laughs> if like you said in one game, I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree with you, but.
1: Um... Pete, don't walk. no Pete doesn't walk people, you know, he'll probably go seven. I'd say, you know, with two walks. Tristan go six two walks Lucas Gordon. It, it, I guess it just depends on when they get to our bullpen, you know what I mean?
0: So. Yeah. That's true. So well, we're gonna be so that's gonna be it for the show. Um uh, thanks y'all. Thanks everybody for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at balls underscore vivo. Um I know we had an issue with Apple Podcasts, was not playing our last episode? Um, I believe if you just go and click on a different podcast and then click back to ours, it resets and is able to play. But I haven't had any issues now, so we appreciate you all, everybody listening to the Adrian conversation,
1: and we will see. Speaking of Adrian, I will be in... Uh, I'm from my hometown, Victoria, Texas, watching the number one sitting pirates take on the browser Sport exporters. Uh, Adrian, who was our gas, gas He is the head coach of Um And they have a Texas commit Ryland Galvan. So I'll be on the Twitter, try to get you out some videos. Maybe I'll take one deep and uh, I'll kind of let y'all know how that goes.
0: Yeah, sounds great. So, and I guess we'll talk to y'all all next week.
1: Welcome.